0: Friends and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fredikowski. There, and welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host Tracy Fredakowski. Each week I bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode we have Amish fiction author Ashley Emma who will introduce us to Amish Accident. Hello Ashley, how are you today? Good, how are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on board with the Buggy Talk podcast again. Our listeners um, are always thrilled to hear um, some of the behind the scenes and what it takes to write um, some of their favorite Amish fiction. So before we get started, just tell me a little bit what you've been up to since the last time we spoke.
1: So when was that? I'm not sure when that was. uh, Early last
0: fall, maybe early last fall. I think we spoke last time.
1: Okay. So around September, my husband switched to part time. So I am now writing two full days a week and I have been writing a new book every five weeks or so. So it's been really crazy. I, I publish one about every, yeah, about every six weeks. Um, cause it takes about two months to get it all edited and everything. So I, I'm, they're kind of in a rotation now. They're getting caught up. So I'm releasing two books this month. And Amish Accident comes out on the 21st, which is my baby's first birthday. So I put Aww. it on the, um, the pre-order date release is 20, the 21st. So that's, I know, I can't believe he's already won. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been really busy. I've been writing a lot and I'm trying to get as many books out as I can this year so I can completely replace his income. Cause we took a big pay cut with him going part time, but I knew I could make this work because the last two years I made almost a full-time income and I'm going to try to double it this year so it's been (laughs) so busy but it's been really great so
0: like I I had said this to Ashley before we hit the record button but I will share what my thoughts are um, out there in the open but Ashley has four little ones running underfoot and she is expecting again and for young authors or inspiring authors who think that they cannot make time to write with babies at home, Ashley is just breaking that cycle because I am so proud of you, Ashley, for doing all that you do with all of those little ones. And to be quite honest, when my kids were little, I didn't think I would have it in me, but watching you, how you just are building your career and you've come to a point where your husband can go part-time, that is such an accomplishment for a young mother. And other young, aspiring mothers, the same age as you should look up to you, and that is something to be really proud of. So,
1: if no one else is
0: proud of you, I am very proud of you, Ashley, for doing that. <laughs> so, you are Thank a great you. inspiration. Great inspiration. So, like like um, my previous interviews with you, I really like to go behind the scenes a little bit. Our our listeners love to hear um, a little bit about your personal life and what makes you tick and what makes you a successful author. So, I'm going to ask you a few questions and I hope you don't mind answering. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. My first question today is if you weren't a writer, what job would you have?
1: So I used to do hair for about 11 years and I quit completely I mean, I did weddings last summer, and then the year before that, I was doing, you know, haircuts and colors. I completely stopped a few years ago, basically, and I have not regretted it since, but <laughs> I used to love doing hair, and I'm like, I got to really focus on this writing. I can't do both, and when I chose to do that, uh, my writing really started to take off because I could devote a little more time to it. I was working at night mostly, but um that might be what, you know, if I didn't have little kids, I would probably go work at a salon somewhere i have a salon in my house but i live in the country so (laughs) i didn't have a ton of clients but um you know if i was if my kids were older i might go do that (laughs) so i do like doing hair but well i have
0: to i i have to tell you that all of those years that you were a hair uh, what um, what do you guys called a hairdresser is that what they're called um yeah sure hairstylist hairstylist. Hairstylist. um I guess hairdresser was from, you know, my era, not yours, but <laughs> hairstylist. Yeah, maybe, but, but think about all the story plot ideas you probably have rolling around in your head. Even though you write Amish fiction, you know, you really get into the lives of your clients, you know, not that your clients would enjoy their stories being told, but I can imagine, you know, much like, um, other people that deal with a service industry, you hear a lot of stories or I'm sure you've heard a lot of stories over the years. Oh yes, definitely.
1: We always used to joke that hairdressers should have degrees in psychology and be therapists too because we hear everything.
0: I bet you. <laughs> and do. I've forgotten
1: most of it, but <laughs> I used to hear things all the time.
0: Oh, well, that's cool. So tell us, if you had one piece of advice you'd like to give inspiring authors, what do you think that advice would be?
1: I think it would be just do what you can where you're at in your season of life. Because for years, for five years, I worked just at night after my kids would go to bed. And that, I mean, even just doing that, I still got several books out and I still started to make um, a pretty good amount of money after several years. It took a long time, but (laughs) it goes slow, you know, but do what you can. And then eventually things will pick up. And I always say, write what you love, but also do your research and see what's going to sell, what's not too flooded, you know, and too competitive but also find, a, like, the more you niche down, the better. You know, like, I'm writing Amish fairy tales. That is very niche down. And it's because of that, I think they're doing well. There's not very much out there for Amish fairy tales. So um I think, yeah, just especially it's the most important thing is to write what you love because you just start writing something only because you think it will sell you're going to probably get burned out and just quit so exactly <laughs>
0: exactly exactly yeah. and you know I strongly believe that you have to write what you know how can you portray a character or a setting or you know a type of writing if you don't understand it you know like I could never write sci-fi I hate sci-fi but I could never <laughs> sit down and write sci-fi because I know nothing about it so you really yeah. do as an author you have to write what you love. You know, I have a love for the Lord and that comes out in my story. So because that's what I love. So Mm -hmm. that is that is very, very good um, advice to um, write what you love. Mm -hmm. So tell us you are um, quite successful in your own right. But one of my questions is, how do you define success? What what does success mean to you?
1: For me, um, I feel like in a way I've already achieved it. And yet in another way, I'm like some months we're just like, oh my goodness, how are we going to pay the bills? Cause it's so hard when you took this big pay cut and Amazon pays 60 days behind. So you, you know, this month I'm getting paid for December, but December wasn't great. So it's like, it's kind of hard to also, the thing is I have to pay for my ads before I get that paycheck. So it's like, oh my goodness, it is so hard, but we're always like, oh yeah, in six months, we'll be set, you know, like, and I don't want to be like thinking, oh yeah, in six months, we'll be happy, we'll be able to pay the bills, like, because then, you know, in another six months, we'll be like, oh, okay, but in six months, you know, we'll meet this goal, and it's <laughs> like all these new goals, but it's good to have goals, but I also want to be content, but I feel like, I mean, even right now, I am very happy with what we've accomplished so far, and it's definitely a team effort, because I can't really do much writing without him watching the kids for 18 days a week. So yeah, it's like a whole family business. The kids are like, they love it. They love being homeschooled by him and me. And um yeah, I feel like we're really close to what we want, where we want to be. And that would be like, it would be nice not to have to worry about paying the bills every month, but you know, I mean, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm very happy with how it's going. I think it's going really great. And in a few months, <laughs> saying yeah, we'll be set. <laughs> but you know, it, it, we're getting there. We're definitely getting there. I think success is um, what it's different to everyone. I'm not looking to make a million dollars. You know, I just want to pay the bills. That's all.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, can I give you a, can I give you a little advice? Sure. Okay. So one of the sayings that has sustained me over the years because I really felt like God was calling me to write is this and you might want to write it down and paste it on your refrigerator but here mm-hmm. it is if it's God's will it will be God's bill oh yes
1: and I totally agree with that because almost every month at the end of the month we're like right before you know Amazon pays you at the end of the month and right before that we're always like oh no what are we gonna do and then I don't know something always happens where. I'll get a publishing job I do publishing for people Mm -hmm. and or or something will happen where I'll get some type of extra income I've been working on Fiverr doing publishing marketing and it's like every single month we're okay we start to panic and we're like oh no what we're gonna do and then God provides and it's been okay I mean, since September we're fine. It's, it's been okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, he's definitely been providing at the last second. Every- there you go. So, you
0: yeah. know, when you put your trust in the Lord, he, he will not let you down. I can, I can tell you that he will not let you down. Right. Okay. So tell me, you know a lot of authors and who would be your dream co-author if you could pick anybody in the world? Well, everyone always
1: says to me when, when they find out I write Amish fiction, they say, oh, do you know Beverly Lewis? (laughs) And I'm like, no, I don't know her. But, you know, so it would be nice to write with maybe they say Beverly Lewis or um, Juana Brunsetter. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. That would be really nice um, just to say I got to kind of meet them um, because that's what people always think of and um, for when they think of Amish fiction. So, that would be really nice. She's like probably, would you say, the most well-known? I, I would thing. say that she
0: is yeah. Beverly Lewis and Wanda are probably the best well-known uh, household names, the best household yes. names that are around. And um, Ashley, you are so young and you have so many years ahead of you that at some point your name is going to be a household name as well, because you're going to have so many books under your belt by the time you get to to um, Beverly and Wanda's age. So. You can be your own dream <laughs> co-author. You can be your own, <laughs> own dream co-author. Well, yeah. that, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that little bit about your personal, um, career as a writer. And now I want to talk about Amish accident. And I, I read your back matter and did a little bit of research on the story and it sounds very intriguing, intriguing. And, um, I put it on my to be read list. So I'm excited mm. about that. But before, we start talking about the book itself. I'm going to go ahead and read your back matter just to set the scene, okay? Okay, sure. Okay, this is Amish Accident by Ashley Emma. While driving through Amish country in Unity, Maine, Freya Wilson accidentally hits an Amish man with her car in a blizzard, instantly killing him. Panicked, she leaves him there in the road and drives away, afraid that If she is arrested, her violent ex will locate her using his connections with the police and kill her. Adam Lapp left the Amish after his brother's death and became a police officer for one main reason, to track down the person who killed his brother and left him to die. In his mind, he imagined a cold-hearted, mean drunkard with cigarette breath, not a beautiful, kind, mysterious, red-headed woman. He is instantly drawn to Freya, who is clearly on the run from someone. When she confesses to accidentally killing his brother, Robert, he wants to hate her. He should want to arrest her and haul her to jail. After all, she's the person he's trying to track down. The community welcomes Freya into their lives, but not everyone in town is so eager to forgive Freya for killing one of their own. Adam shouldn't fall in love with the woman who killed his brother, but he does. He couldn't protect his brother, but will he be able to protect Freya when her worst nightmare threatens her life? Amish Accident is book six in the Covert Police Detectives series. It's a standalone with a happily ever after. That sounds really exciting, and I can't wait to hear more about it. So, Ashley, tell us what you hope your readers will take away from this particular story.
1: Sure. Um, So this story is about, you know, a woman who kills a man accidentally and she's convinced that she will never be forgiven for that and that she'll never forgive herself for that. Uh, But she goes back to the Amish family two years later and she tells them what happened and she's shocked when they forgive her. And eventually Adam forgives her, too. Uh, He's a little bit more. Kind of skeptical of her at first <laughs> but she yeah so she's con- she's just really surprised when they forgive her for killing their son and not everyone wants to forgive her I won't say who but the parents do and they even invite her into their lives they invite her to church and she starts to become like part of their community and that's mostly I mean the theme of forgiveness is the theme of the book, and. I mean, a few people emailed me and said, oh, it's kind of a lot. It's a lot of forgiveness. It's kind of repetitive. And I'm like, well, that's the whole theme. And, you know, like, it's just, it's important because I think, well, maybe not everyone, but some people feel like they've done something that just can't be forgiven. And it doesn't matter what it is. It can always, God will always forgive you. And maybe people won't, but God always will. And you can forgive yourself. So that's the
0: theme of the book. For, for It's, um. The story of forgiveness is one that needs to be told over and over again. So I was really pulled into your cover. You do a fabulous job with your covers, Ashley. And how, tell us about the process of, process of coming up with this particular cover.
1: Well, it's fun. I have a really great designer and I pick out, she has me pick out the exact images I want. So I did pick out those three images, the man, the woman, and the buggy. So, and I I can't remember, I have to see the cover, but that buggy might be a photograph. I found this man in an Amish Facebook group who does these amazing photographs of buggies. And I've used a few so far for my covers. One is on the, my Esther cover, my um, Amish Esther story. And then there's another one on my Aladdin cover, which is coming out in, um, this summer. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. So that one might be it. I can't remember. <laughs> I have to look at it. Um, but he's been, he lets me use the covers and I give him credit inside the book. So, um, yeah, he's really nice about that. And then I, I just pictured in my head this woman with red hair. And so I just, I go on the stock image site and I find one. And then I found this p- picture of the police officer and I don't really know, like, in my head, I kind of have an idea, and I tell her, and then she makes this amazing image and puts them all together, and it's always way better than I can imagine. She <laughs> so does a she great does job. And, oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's really good, and um you know, she's done all my covers, I think, all of them, except for maybe the first one. Well, um, so. she,
0: you tell her, she's done a great job, so that <laughs> <She's> is awesome. <laughs> she's great, yeah. So, is your story set Oh, I'm sorry. I know where your story set. It's set in Unity, Maine, where all of your stories are set. But, yeah. um, tell, tell us why. Tell us, remind us or tell us why you chose Unity, Maine for the settings of your stories.
1: So that is the place where I went to do my research. Um, I thought that there were only Amish in Pennsylvania and I called them and they said, oh, you should just go to the community in Maine. And so I called them and they let me stay with them three different times with three different families. They just kept inviting me back. And that was 10 years ago. And then what happened a few, I want to say a few weeks ago, Um, there's this store called the Unity Market and it's in every single, maybe not every single one, but most of the books have it in there. Um, Maybe a character works there or someone meets there. I I tried to put it in all the books (laughs) and it burned down a few weeks ago in real life. It actually burned down. So it's, yeah, I was all over Facebook and um, they're rebuilding it. And I called them right after I found out and I asked if everyone was okay and what they were going to what was their plans? And they said, they're they're going to rebuild it. They started already um, the same, you know, the slave, same slab, they said. So it's going to be pretty close to what it was. And while I was talking to them, they said, you should come visit. You know, it's been a long time. And I said, okay, great. I'd love to bring my seven-year-old daughter because she's kind of getting like curious about what I do in my writing. And so I'm like, you should come meet my Amish friends. And she's really excited. So we're going to go possibly in March. Um, we kind of picked a date yesterday. I'm going to sleep over with her and we're going to go to church in the morning. So a Saturday and into a Sunday. And I haven't seen them since before I got engaged. I saw them briefly with my fiance. Like, I think it was eight and a half years ago. It was a long time ago. <laughs> so I haven't seen them at all. And I'm like, wow, I've been writing about the Amish since then. And I, ha- I pretty much owe my whole career to them because um, I feel like right when I went was the perfect time to go. It was right before I got engaged and got married and had kids. And I probably wouldn't have gone after that. And they let me ask all these questions and everything. And I probably wouldn't have gone to Pennsylvania. It's too far for me. So I think they, they're the ones who really started this whole entire career process for me. So I, I said, I'll bring my books and I'll show you. And they, they're really excited to see, um, you know, what I've written since then. So, so it'll be really great. I'm excited to go see them again.
0: And what a boost of creativity to be able to go and spend some time with them again, because it's been a really long time. So um, has, yes. what great friends you made. And I think all of us um, who write Amish fiction have um, some Amish friends that we can ask specific questions to and and use them as for guidance. Because just like you, Ashley, I love to write as authentic as I can to the to the area where mm-hmm. my fictitious town takes place. So. Okay. That's important research. And how exciting for you. So okay. tell us, I would, I would love for you to describe Freya Wilson, who is your main character in Amish Accident. Describe that character in three words. She is
1: very cautious. And let me think. Oh, I should have thought of these before. She's cautious and she's surprised by how they re- react to her and she's also curious you know Ooh. she's curious about the Amish culture um but yeah she's she's cautious she, she's very untrusting because of her past um she grew up without a family and then her fiance was abusive so she never really had a real family um so she's like she doesn't trust anyone <laughs> and then you know eventually by the end of the story she does but Um, So, yeah, I'd say cautious and curious and surprised. Oh, those are
0: perfect, perfect descriptive words for her. So you have agreed to read us um, some of uh, a section from your favorite scene. And our listeners love when our authors read from the book because there's nothing like um, the author actually reading in her own words how she envisions, envisions the scene. It's it's really powerful. So how about you go ahead and pick a favorite scene, and the floor is yours.
1: Okay, so this is the prologue, and this is funny. I've never actually read this out loud before. I know a lot of authors do that. I usually don't, so this is my first time reading it. So <laughs> see how it goes. Okay. This is the prologue. Freya Wilson attached, adjusted her blonde wig as she glanced in the rearview mirror, making sure none of her own red hair was peeking through. She then focused on the long, winding road ahead as she drove through the dark in Unity Main. The never-ending farm fields, barns, and back roads were draped in a soft white blanket, illuminated only by moonlight. The peaceful scenery was the complete opposite of the Boston skyscrapers and bustle that she was used to. Normally, she would have enjoyed the picturesque scenery, but right now, she was too preoccupied with just trying to survive. She rubbed the large bruise on her upper arm hidden by her jacket. The dull ache was just one voice in a chorus of other battle scars from her latest encounter with her ex fiance. They marked her ribs, her back, and her arms. There was even one on her face, carefully concealed under makeup. Hopefully, that was the last time he would ever hurt her if he didn't find her. Now she was on the run. Everything she did was in an effort to escape Dean Hamilton, because if he ever found her, Freya was sure he would kill her. The snow came down heavier on her windshield, and it was getting hard to see, especially since there were no street lights here. Soon millions of snowflakes obscured her view, and she could barely see a few feet ahead, so she slowed down. She had never driven in such terrible weather. The start of her journey had been rough indeed, but it didn't matter as long as the path she was going to drive on would lead her toward freedom and happiness. She could barely see a few feet ahead, so she drove slowly as possible. The road was covered in snow, and she gripped the steering wheel, which danced in her hands. Looking around, Freya could not see any other cars on the road. She probably seemed like a madwoman who had a death wish, but she was used to the fear of death. Maybe I should pull over somewhere and wait it out, but where, she wondered, as she carefully turned a corner. Suddenly, a horse stood in the middle of the lane, and she yanked on the steering wheel to avoid it. The car veered off to the left, wheels locking and screeching across a sheet of black ice. As the car careened out of control, her world transformed into a dizzying snow globe of swirling flakes and flashing scenery. Panic gripped her, clouding her thoughts. Her headlights illuminated something. Was it the horse's foal, a deer? She desperately tried to regain control of the car, but the steering wheel felt like a bucking bronco in her hands, jerking with a will of its own. No matter what she did, the car bore down on the form, seemingly intent on its target. At the last second, Freya screamed and braced for the impact, instinctively attempting to tuck her head and raise her arms. The vehicle slammed into the victim, the airbags went off, and then the car finally stopped. Tears streamed down her face as steadily as the snowflakes on her windshield. Her ribs and chest ached from the sudden restriction of the airbag and seatbelt, and her head was throbbing. After several moments, she got the nerve to lift her head and look around. What did I just hit? She gingerly opened the door and her horse whinnied a short, the horse whinnied a short distance away. Freya looked up and saw a black buggy with another horse hitched to it, barely visible through the heavily falling snow in the darkness. Where was the driver? She stepped around to the front of the car, not sure if she wanted to see the damage that had been done to the poor animal. Clutching her churning stomach, she walked forward, pulling her jacket up over her chin against the biting cold. It wasn't a deer or a foal. It was a man. It was an Amish man. She felt as though the blood was draining from her body as the horror of what she'd done set in. She'd hit a man with her car. What have I done? She cried out, falling to her knees beside him. The man lay lifeless on the road, crushed by the front of her car, surrounded by a puddle of blood that was now mixing with the falling snow. The diluted red liquid began pooling around her knees and her feet, and she she stifled another scream with her mitten-covered hands. I have to do something, she muttered, taking off her white scarf and wrapping it around his head to try to stop the bleeding, but the blood seeped right through the white material as though it was thin paper. She felt for a pulse on his neck and his wrist, but she couldn't feel anything. She tried CPR, not sure if she was doing it right. as She pressed her hands on his chest and felt for a pulse again. There's nothing. He was dead. I'm so sorry, she whispered. I tried to steer away from you, I swear. The the man's black hat sat in a crumpled heat under the fender of her car. She picked it up, dusting the snow off it. Suddenly overcome with nausea, she scrambled to her feet and hurried to the side of the road as fast as she could without slipping. She wretched in a a bush twice and her stomach churning with guilt and the shock of what she had just done. She placed her hands on her knees trying to calm her thoughts. There was nothing she could do to save him. He was gone. She'd killed a man. What if someone drove by and saw what she'd done? What if it was reported to the police? He would find her far off in the distance. The glow of headlights illuminated the power lines and the trees lining the road. Panic set in once more and Freya rushed to her car, fumbling to get inside. She looked up at the buggy and the two horses. She had killed an Amish man, an innocent, pure hearted Amish man. Certainly the hottest circle of hell was waiting for her after this miserable life. No one could know of this. If she was arrested or questioned, Her name might come up in the public records or the news and her ex-fiance would use his connections to find her and he would kill her. In a panic, she drove, she dropped the hat onto the seat, threw the car into reverse and sped away.
0: Oh, well, you did a very good job at describing the surroundings and how she felt. Um, you could, I could almost feel as if I was standing right beside her. So that was the perfect intro. And again, this is Amish accident and you can find it, um, I'm sure everywhere all over Amazon. And if, um, Ashley, why don't you tell us, um, like where you are on social media, your website, tell us a little bit about how people can go about finding this particular story.
1: Sure. So right now it's just on Amazon and it's in KDP select or sorry, Kindle Unlimited. So it's free on there or it will be when it releases. And my website is Amish. I'm sorry. What is it? That's my email. <laughs> my <laughs> website is ashleyemmaauthor.com, And my email is Amish at gmail.com. If you want to email me, you can, if you want. And I think I don't really use Twitter or anything. So I am on Facebook. If you want to search, I have a Amish book club. Um, so if you want to search for that, that's my Facebook group.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'll make sure I put a link in um, the show notes when um, I go ahead and put it on my website. And before we, I'm going to ask you a speed round. You know how, how I love to ask some silly questions. So are you ready? You can just answer these off the top of your head. And um, sometimes we're really surprised at some of the answers that the authors come up to. So my <laughs> first question is, what is your favorite go-to snack?
1: Chips and salsa. <laughs>
0: OK, and I don't know how you have time for this and you may not. But what are you reading right now? I'm going to
1: read a book that my client wrote. I'm just I just formatted it. I'm just waiting for that. <laughs> <Once> it's, <formatted, laughs> it's called Escape the Woods and it's a medieval fantasy. And she has a new one coming out, Betrayal in the Woods. So I love fantasy. That's mostly what I read. <laughs> She's um, 16 years old, by the way.
0: <laughs> Did you say 16?
1: Yes, she started writing it when she was 12. And she finished the first one at 16, and now she's about 18, and she wrote the second one. It's, and they're both very long. <laughs> she's amazing. Her name's Gabriella Catherine, and I've published both for her. So she's really good.
0: Oh, wonderful. Okay, here's a really silly question. I, I wanted to come up with something with you being a mama and having all those babies around. So we're all guilty of this, but if you were going to taste a baby food, which one do you secretly take a... Um, a spoonful of before you feed it to your children. I've never done that. Oh, you've never done <laughs> um, that. Never no. tasted bananas or the peaches or
1: maybe yeah, like peaches might be good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know I always love the banana stuff, so um, uh-huh. I remember doing that. But thank you so much, Ashley. So, how about is there anything you'd like to say to your readers before we sign off?
1: Well, I I hope you enjoy this next book. I'm really excited about it. Um, I had this idea a long time ago. It was a short story. And now it's a full-length book. So it's kind of been a long time in the making. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you will email me and just say hi. That would be great. Hope to see you on email if you want to say hi. Well,
0: thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. And I encourage all of you to visit my website at tracyfredokowski.com to see a complete list of the podcast interviews from some of your favorite fiction authors and all the great books they add to the Amish landscape.